First Rand, Africa's biggest bank by market value, saw its full-year profit climb 17% to 21.6 billion rand in the 12 months through June, from 18.4 billion a year earlier. Its retail unit boosting income from fees and transactions, and its investment bank strengthened its balance sheet earnings per share, excluding one-time items, increased 12% to 3 rand 81. First Rand CEO-designate Johan Berger joins us now. Johan, thanks for your time uh, this evening. F&B showing the biggest growth. Earnings are jumping 16%. What's driven that, given all the noise we're hearing about an economic slowdown? Hi, Ziki, and and welcome to your listeners as well. Mm. I think that the F&B performance of 16%, I think it's off the back of uh, continuous success in its uh, strategy of acquiring main bank transactional accounts. So, although you're seeing some level of slowdown in, in credit extension and bad debts. Its strategy is more around the uh, the transactional franchise acquiring main bank uh, accounts, and then they can use those transactional accounts to further cross-sell and upsell other products um, mm. into the customer base, and also use the electronic channel to migrate some of the customers away from the traditional channels more into the electronic channel. So it's a more a transactional story yeah. rather than a lending story. And, and a big part of that, moving clients onto electronic platforms, has helped with cost management, I see. A- absolutely. I think the uh, we've been over the past, I think, three years, being able to keep the increase in the bronze cost uh, relatively flat or minor increases of 3 to 4%. So that absolutely plays into the theme of uh, keeping the cost curve down in the traditional uh, distribution channels. So how are you managing uh, bad debts then? Let's start with the retail side and then we'll look at what you're seeing on the corporate side. From the retail perspective, obviously, uh, we started cutting back on high-risk origination as far back as the last quarter in 2011, especially in the bottom end of the consumer market as we saw the the level of gearing and the repayment in that sector starting to, to tick up yeah. and, and in anticipation also of a, a rising interest rate cycle. So from new re- origination perspective, we started cutting back on certain risk buckets and even in the affordability when we do affordability calculations yeah. for the consumer we build in buffers um, on the assumption that the rate increases will happen so we made when we do affordability we assume that the, that the customer will have to pay a higher payment yeah. given the future interest rate increases we've made those adjustments to make sure we can protect ourselves as far as possible from a, a rising interest rate cycle and a more difficult macroeconomic in, environment. And if you look at the underlying behavior of the portfolios, yeah. the retail portfolios, you'll see the bad debts are ticking up, but very much in line with what we would have expected given where we are in the in, in the cycle. So no alarm, very comfortable that okay. the, the bad debts are, are behaving appropriately. Now, there's always this focus on households, but what's happening? What are you seeing on the corporate side? I think corporate South Africa is still in relatively good shape. However, we all know that the uh, mining, metals, Mm -hmm. resources, oil and gas sectors, oil and gas is more a cross-border issue rather than a South African issue. Those sectors are at elevated risk. Uh, But uh, from our perspective, we've uh, uh, most of our exposures are to the the higher investment grade larger corporate counterparties which can write these things out with mm-hmm. very strong balance sheets however we in some of our cross border exposure we've taken the decision to start providing 
uh, against some of these, not because they we've seen defaults, I think just more as a proactive, prudent uh, strategy to, to put some level of provisioning aside if this um, downturn becomes even worse. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's more proactive rather than a reflection of what is happening in the underlying uh, exposures. So even now in, in, a, in a difficult market and one where uh, one's got to worry about the, the state of the economy, one's got to position themselves for growth and you've set aside some money for um, expansion to also invest in some existing businesses. Just tell us about that. Yeah, I think that we've, uh, we've for the last two years uh, have uh, had a, a surplus capital position of of previously be about 10 billion, now 12 billion. And uh, the shareholders have always asked us the question, well, why do you need this 12 billion or why do you have this surplus? So we've done again in our uh, annual strategy planning process, we've looked again at, uh, if we look at the different categories of where we want to extract growth from, uh, to what extent are we going to need additional capital to, mm. to, to extract this growth? And we did an analysis and we showed it as part of our results presentation where we've broken down the, the four areas of where we are going to look for growth and then analyzed the capital requirements against those. Just for an example, uh, the existing organic strategies in the rest of Africa in the next three years would need approximately 2.8 billion rand worth of additional capital. If you look at our um, the, in, the, in the area of protecting our existing lending franchises and looking for cross-sell opportunities, you would have seen that we recently bought direct access. Now, direct access, although it increased our exposure to that lending business, yeah. which is a good business, it was more about it, um, doing cross-sell into the direct access client base. So the, the direct access client base, only 30% of that client base uh, banks with FNB, so it provides us the opportunity to sell FNB bank account offerings into that client base there, uh, plus other JVs we've allocated 1.6, and of that 1.6, most of it has already been spent subsequent to the year end. Also, the other category we spoke about was broadening our financial service offering, which talks to insurance and asset management. And there we want to ex expand the insurance offering in West Bank and yeah. we also want to expand the insurance offering in F&B. Oh. And there we're looking at, at where we don't have some of the product capabilities that we buy some of the product capabilities in. And there we've allocated around one and a half billion. And then it leaves us with around five billion rand to do acquisitions in the rest of Africa in the current priority countries to the extent we believe uh, Bolton acquisitions would make sense to accelerate the green fuel strategy yeah. or looking at certain markets it might be more appropriate to do acquisitions as part of the interest strategy but you can see 5 billion rand in more than one territory it does mean we're not going to do large transformational transactions yeah. Yeah. these will ra rather be small medium-sized acquisitions to accelerate the, 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 the strategy. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for your time, Johan. Johan Berger, First Round CEO designate.